0: everybody, I'm Michael W. Smith, and you are listening to Christian Music Guys Podcast.
1: On today's episode, we sit down with the Michael W. Smith. Michael's currently on a world tour and has an upcoming Easter special with Franklin Graham, The New Birth. Welcome back to the Christian Music Guys Podcast,
2: the podcast for Christian music fans by Christian music fans. Jesse, are you a fan of ranch dressing?
1: I mean, I I think so. It's good on most things that aren't sweet. Yes. Yeah. You like to dip your
2: crust, like your pizza crust, in ranch sometimes, or
1: yes, especially leftover pizza. My Absolutely. favorite
2: is go to Texas Roadhouse and the rolls in their ranch. Woo! Amazing. That's I don't good think stuff. I've done that yet. Well. Uh, An ice cream company, Brooklyn-based ice cream company
1: named Van... I don't like where you're going. <laughs> named Van... Lu... I literally said on things that aren't sweet, bro. <laughs> Van Lewin,
2: and this brand, I think, is just mainly at Walmart because I've bought this brand before. But they are collaborating with Hidden Valley... Ranch and making Hidden Valley Ranch ice cream.
1: Yeah, that needs to stay hidden.
2: <laughs> and uh, it will be in Walmart. It actually is already is in Walmart. Um, oh, Walmart. Come on. Be better. It says, their, their statement says, we're so excited to debut this new series of flavors and unveil what is possibly our most surprising ice cream yet the CEO of Van Leeuwen. Uh, We've done some creative collaborations and can't wait for Walmart shoppers to try this new and exciting flavor, Jesse, Hidden Valley Ranch. Now let me tell you something. About a week ago, I was at Walmart and saw this ice cream. I bought some and it's still in my freezer. I still have not got the nerve to get it out and try it.
1: Are you being serious? I do some? have some. You're being serious? Yeah, it's in the freezer right now. You've you've never been so close to being disowned <laughs> as you are right now in this moment. Well, I might do a Facebook Live just
2: because I want to – I mean, that's pretty – that's just as bad as like a ketchup-flavored or, you know. But, yeah, ranch-flavored ice cream. They have it at Walmart.
1: Yeah, um – you know, just because it's, you know, an exciting thing or what they say a, our surprising flavor or whatever the word you used was, doesn't necessarily I mean it's a good thing, right? Like Um,
2: my thing is is um if you run out of ranch dressing and you got salad on the table, you just take that out, maybe sit it at room temperature ten, fifteen minutes. That sounds
1: so gross. Just pour it on your that salad. Sounds, what's next? Thousand Island uh <laughs> froyo? I mean like this is <laughs> this some things are just not meant to be right like it's just you don't you don't go there you don't go there and that's a place you don't another
2: go. one i'd like to try is a big mac special sauce ice cream
1: <laughs> i'm teasing i hope that's not no. a thing oh my gosh i can just that's like an immediate bathroom trip right there you know i so i'm a youth pastor and uh we're always looking for fun games and stuff and i did buy uh, some ranch-flavored soda one time I've seen for one of the games we were playing, and they had to drink it um, just watching the students drink it. And then afterwards, they were like, here, try some. I'm like, no, I'm good. I I bought that as a a challenge for you in this game, not for me to enjoy with you. So, you know, you do. those yeah. those. What if you made a float with... Ranch ice cream and ranch soda, you make a float. Jacob, you'll go viral. Record that video. Yeah,
2: Those sodas, Jesse, I've seen it like those candy shops at like Pigeon Forge in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. They have, I've seen bacon flavored soda, buffalo wing flavored. I've seen some weird, odd
1: flavored sodas. Yeah, we get them from Jungle Gems in Cincinnati. Oh, okay, a Big uh, grocery store there. That usually when I go there, I try to find fun things for youth games. Um, that's where I get it. You know, I was thinking, though, with ranch ice cream, you know how like with chocolate ice cream or vanilla ice cream, you top it with like sprinkles and stuff. If you have ranch ice cream, are you are you sprinkling bacon bits or croutons on it? Like for, for <laughs> toppings? Like what are you doing for your ranch Sunday? Well, you know? it's
2: funny you bring up bacon because the maple bacon donut is actually so good. If you've never
1: tried that. I've I've had I've had one and they are good but but dude it's not ranch. It's just so different. It'd be like sriracha ice cream which I'm sure exists. Yeah, I mean they have
2: I've seen um like chocolate like um I don't know like a chocolate brownie. I've seen different things in chocolate but spicy like a habanero chocolate and things like that. Like hot sauces especially. Well, uh, before we get into the interview today and today's guest, the Christian Music Guys, some exciting things are happening. Um, we will be back at the 10th annual K-Love Awards, which is pretty exciting, Jesse. And another awesome announcement.
1: A- am I going?
2: Yes, we are going.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just <messing>
2: <laughs> another announcement. Um, this will air... Um, we air our episodes on Wednesdays and sometimes Fridays too. If we're feeling like, you know, crazy, but, um, this coming up Tuesday, we will be on a Christian radio station in Louisville, Kentucky, a station that we actually grew up, you know, it was in our house and in our minivan, many, many years, uh, W J I E we'll be playing the Christian where Jesus is exalted. Woo! We'll be playing the Christian Music Guys podcast on Tuesdays at 4:30 p.m. Eastern Time. And you could if you don't live in Louisville, Kentucky, that's okay. You can go on their they have an app, you can go on their website, stream it and just around the 4:30
1: time slot just to hear us. Yeah, it's just a small clip, but you know, uh, let them know you like it, and we'll we'll keep sending them more. And for all those people who are tuning in to this podcast because they heard our clip on Devjai, welcome to the Christian Music Guys family.
2: That's right, and so that's very exciting. A lot of cool things are happening um, with us, and so we recently sat down with a music Christian music legend, Jesse Michael Smith.
1: I was nervous, man. Uh, Not not nervous, but okay. Like I I enjoy getting to talk to people, and I'm excited every time we have an interview. Uh, You know, as a fan, I'm I'm generally I'm I'm not nervous. I'm usually really excited. You know, I want to ask questions. I want to kind of hear some of their story and stuff. But I'll be honest, man, with Michael, I was I was a little nervous, man. Yeah. I mean, I've listened to him since. I mean, like, seriously. I, you know, I popped out. He was probably on the radio in the delivery room. I mean, yeah. he's such a part of our of our life growing up and even today, man. And he probably has 60,
2: 60, 60, 60 like, two, 65 albums out. I mean, I mean, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but he has a ton of music out. And one thing that I wish we could have brought up in the interview is... You know, they always say this person is the queen of Christmas and this guy's Mr. Christmas. But look, Michael W. Smith is a legend in not just Chris Christian music, but Christmas music. The man has some amazing Christmas albums.
1: Jacob, Jacob, Jacob. It's Easter. Bro. It doesn't matter. Why are we talking it
2: Christmas? doesn't matter. He, he <laughs> has risen, folks, and this is Easter week. But Christmas music, man another level with Michael W. Smith.
1: He's good. You know, it's, it's, co- I mean, obviously he's been a, a large part of Christian music for a long time and God's, you know, used him uh, to bless many people and uh, in their walks with God. And I know for us, well, me just speaking for myself, just the worship songs we were singing in youth group in middle school, elementary chapel uh, where Michael W. Smith songs, the, the cassette tapes in the van. On road trips like some of my earliest i don't know i guess like worship moments where i'm i'm encountering god as a as a young kid were with his songs and listening to his albums and his worship music and stuff and so obviously he's had a huge impact so it was really awesome getting to sit down with him because he's super humble gracious uh kind i'm excited uh uh, because you know you know the whole thing don't meet your heroes well uh I, that does not apply to michael w smith because uh he was super gracious and uh and yeah <laughs> i guess it michael w smith but he was michael yeah, smith that's what on our interview yeah. uh because on his name for the uh for his uh, video feed he didn't put michael w smith it just said michael smith and i can't remember i'm pretty sure we yeah. asked him about it i said hey man I feel kind of let down. It's just Michael Smith.
2: <laughs> yeah, so he does have the Easter special coming out this Sunday, Easter Sunday. Uh, check your local listings for that. You'll um, be with Frank- Franklin Graham in Rome. I believe they probably pre-recorded this already, but it's going to be great. And he's got other things, other projects in the works. And so,
1: I mean, he's Michael Levy Smith. He's always got stuff Oh yeah. On. I mean, it, yeah, absolutely.
2: We have Michael W. Smith. Michael, thank you so much for taking the time and chatting with us this afternoon.
0: You're very welcome. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah.
1: No, Michael, I, before we ask the first question, I actually have a question for you. So you, you joined the room today as Michael Smith. <laughs> I mean, after 34 years of listening to Michael W. Smith and looking forward to being able to have a chance to chat with you, kind of like this, it kind of, it kind of, you know, it, it's kind of weird talking to Michael Smith and not Michael W. Smith. Yeah, I,
0: I think my, I think my assistant just put me in as Michael Smith. I'm so non-technical, so um, oh, right. sorry there's a bunch of Michael Smiths in the world. I'm just one of them, so.
2: So a few weeks ago, we had your good buddy, uh, Stephen Curtis on here and we talked about your, you, yours and his mullets back in the day. And he, he kindly gave us the info that the difference between your mullet and his was, his was natural and you had to perm yours. And so is this correct, Michael?
0: Well, there's probably a little bit of truth to that. I mean, I think I probably had the mullet anyway. But yeah, for some reason, I sat in a chair and I got my hair permed. I have no idea why. Um, (laughs) I I go back and look at that. Probably the most famous or infamous picture of me is this is the American Music Awards when I won Best New Pop Contemporary Artist. And and I've got so much hair. I look like Michael Bolton on steroids. So uh, yeah. I just go. What was I thinking? You know. Um, but whatever. It was a phase. I don't sit in the chair and get a perm anymore. So.
1: <laughs> it was the eighties. Things were different back in the eighties. Okay. It is coming back though, was. from what I see.
0: It is coming back, but I can promise so. you, there will not be another mullet. So.
1: <laughs> no more mullets for Michael. Okay. <laughs> Well, uh, we always ask our fans when we know we're going to have uh, – our listeners, uh, when we're going to have someone on who are fans of, of yours, Michael, what they want to know from you. And so really kind of the overwhelming responses uh, from people we were asking, we wanna, they want to know how you got your start in Christian music. That was probably the biggest question people were asking. So would you mind sharing with us how, how you got your start in Christian music?
0: Yeah. Well, I'll give you the, I'll, I'll make the long story, long story, very short. Uh, I grew up in a very musical family. Uh, I wrote my first song when I was five. I would never play it for you. It was awful. But the fact that I actually created something at five, I could play, right. I could play by ear. I grew up on Beatles, Beatles, and John, uh, had a radical encounter with Jesus when I was 10. And right after that, the Jesus movement found its way in my little town of Canova, West Virginia. and. Um, which on a side note, you got to see Jesus revolution because it's incredible. The movie right and that whole movement changed my life. So I'm a bit partial to the movie because it was that whole movement changed my life. And so I'll never forget walking into a, a, a consignment store in my little town of 5,000 people looking for a Beatles record. And I found this Maranatha record. It was the very first Maranatha record from the from Calvary mm-hmm. chapel. And it was called the everlasting living Jesus music concert. And they all I turned the record cover over, and they all had long hair and were singing songs about Jesus. And I, I remember specifically at that moment going, "That's what I want to do one day." And uh, mm-hmm. I guess my I guess my prophecy came became true. <laughs> I didn't know I didn't know what the rules yeah. were to get there, but you know I ended up you know moving to Nashville. I thought I probably can't do this from West Virginia, and it was six hours away. And I came and I worked you know, worked at Coca Cola, I waited tables, I planted shrubs and and then I finally got a break and then I met this girl named Amy Grant and started writing songs for her age to age record and then got a record deal shortly after that and which that first record was the Michael W. Smith Project recorded in the fall of nineteen eighty two and released in February of eighty three and on that record was Friends. Mm. And I remember, and I'll end here. And then the rest is kind of history after four, four decades. But I remember finishing that record in the middle of the night and going, God, thank you. My dream came true. And if I never get to do another record again, thank you that you allowed me to do one. And then, yeah. And then they just kept coming. So and now he's allowed just- you to do a few more since then. <laughs> a few more.
2: Yeah. And now you have to sing Friends for the rest of your career. So.
0: Yes, I do. And you know what? I don't get tired of of singing it. You know, I thought I would, I think anybody sings the song that long. I mean, sometimes it can get old, but you watch what it does to people. You know that the song was the part of the fabric of their lives. You know, you see people crying and you see people holding hands and swaying and you know, it's probably a high school graduation song. It's been sung. Who knows how many funerals and memorials. Mm -hmm. So just knowing that it still connects. I'll just stay in the moment. I just, I actually thoroughly enjoy singing it every night. And, uh, and like you said, I'll probably sing until the day I die till I cross over <laughs> and that's okay.
2: So I was looking over all of your albums and I always, I keep going back to this one particular album, which is my favorite album, live the life. And, uh, from wow, start okay. to finish, I, I love that album. And so could you tell our listeners the story behind that song, Live the Life?
0: Well, I remember, I'll, I'll tell you lyrically. Well, let me tell you lyrically first. The song was inspired by St. Francis of Assisi, who back in the day, he, he had a famous quote. He said, preach the gospel always, and if necessary, use words. Mm. And I just thought that was so profound. I think it's so true today. People, you know, that's kind of why I redid this song called We Are One in the Spirit. Uh, They'll they'll know we are Christians by our love. Uh, I always give the example of my kids going, you know what, of of growing up and raising a family, they watch what you do more than what you have to say. Um, Musically, uh, I was in the Faroe Islands. Don't know if you know where that's at, close to the Shetland Islands, up in the middle of nowhere. Uh, you know, Antarctica, Shetland Islands, Faroe Islands, Denmark, all of Europe. Man, I was doing a show up there and I I took my guitar with me. And I remember writing that chorus in my hotel room. For the world to know the truth, there can be no greater proof. And I got that little cool second chord. And I'm thinking, gosh, I love this. And I couldn't shake it. And then a month later in my writing room at my farm, I wrote the verses on piano. And I remember when, oh my gosh, I think that verse could go with that chorus that I wrote a month earlier. Mm. And they seem to be compatible and they seem to marry well together. And then that's when I thought, oh my gosh, this needs to be called Live the Life. Mm. That's the short story. Yeah.
2: Wasn't there a song, the song at the very end, was that inspired by Titanic? One of those songs on that album? Yes, it
0: was. Yeah. Yes, it was. You know, I pitched it. I knew it was a long shot because Celine and they got all these big A team players doing it. And but I just remember writing that. I thought I'm just going to pitch it anyway. I'll just see if it's got a shot. I really like that song a lot, actually. Yeah. And but it never got picked, and that's okay. I'm still glad. I re- I'm still glad I record the song. Yeah.
1: So I have a question, Michael, about a, an album that I was introduced to you through your album too. Uh, I think it was 84, so that was kind of the cassette tape, the first one that I would listen to uh, mm-hmm. of you and driving in you know, the, the pickup truck and the minivan, we'd put that cassette in, and that's where I was introduced to your music. So I actually have a question because the well, well, first thing is um, <laughs> I love the, the Argyle sweater, Argyle socks, uh, got the beard. I think it's the only album you have a full beard in. I think, I don't know. I can't remember another one.
0: I have one um, on the, yeah. the original project. I have one as well. So, yeah, but. Oh,
1: okay. Okay. Um, I think Mike, obviously, I mean, like Hosanna is a, a, a well-known song. I really loved less restless heart. That was probably my favorite song growing up. I used to love singing that. Um, could you tell me actually about restless heart? Who's singing the course with you? The, the female vocals.
0: That's that's Amy. One oh is it
1: okay i always wonder that because
0: who never could find love that's amy yeah <laughs> on the live yeah. oh, okay awesome i think we did it on the live set or it was on the maybe it was friends tour but wayne kirkpatrick who was uh, an amazing writer who i wrote so many songs with he sang it on the live version but on the studio version that's amy and amy actually amy and i wrote it together maybe wayne was part of that lyric but that's definitely amy singing the chorus or okay. Be, yeah, I
1: could because yeah. I I don't have the okay. I don't have the cassette tape anymore, and I in in and on streaming services and places it doesn't say it's Amy, so I just wasn't sure. Um, she, it's not she's not credited like I think digitally, I guess online, but um,
0: well, she should be the, you know, if I can change I, that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have a I have a question um about a couple of your albums that came out since then in regards to, so on that album, it, I mean, I love that album too. It just, it, it is the eighties, right? You've got the Argyle and the neon colors and everything that Argyle, that MW, when you came out, like when surrounded, surrounded, uh, awaken a million lights on the album cover, you kind of have that Argyle MW. Was that a purpose like to call back to that album? Was that on purpose uh, that you use that same kind of symbol or was that,
0: you know what, just I don't confidence. think, it, uh, you know, I'm sure it was on on the part of maybe some other people that work for me. I think we were just trying to find sure. a um, a symbol, a, a branding thing, which I'm there's a part of me that that I think that's okay. But then there's a part of me that I, did, I don't like the branding thing. To me, the branding thing, this is all about Jesus, it's not about me, you know. So I'm always sure, fighting yeah. in a circle of going, you got to make this less about me because it's really not about me. But yeah, yeah, I think it probably throwback. And we just thought, well, that's kind of a cool little thing. Uh And so we kind of, we did it for the serrated and we've just kind of kept, we've kind of kept it going. we kind of kept the thread going. I think it gives it some consistency, maybe ties a lot of these Uh things together. And so, yeah, we, yeah. Yeah. It kind of disappeared for a long time. And then, Matter of fact, when somebody showed that to me, I thought, gosh, that's really cool. It, I didn't even recognize till 30 minutes later. Going, oh my gosh, that's my initials. <laughs> it <was a> MW. <laughs> <That's, yeah. laughs> Isn't that cool?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, it kind of works out. So uh, we had another fan reach out, uh, Laura from Louisville, Kentucky, and she loves your song, Rocket Town. And so if, if you don't mind telling Laura and our other listeners about that classic
0: song. Yeah. You know what? Uh, I wrote the music to that. It just kind of came back in the day. And I love when they fall out of the sky. I had all these songs from Big Picture that were just wired for sound and Rocket Town, Pursuit of the Dream, all this stuff. And and I remember when I wrote that, I thought that's because I love the whole time signatures. It was kind of in three and then it would go into four and it would go back into three or six, eight, whatever you want to type signature you want to say it was. But the only lyric I had was Rocket Town, Rocket Town, Rocket Town. Mm -hmm. That's all I had. And I went to Wayne Kirkpatrick and I said, it's got to be called rocket town. And it reminds me a little bit of my growing up in my hometown of, uh, you know, as a believer at 10 and that was Jesus freak. And then I've, and then I've had a dark time in my life for four years where I became a prodigal hardcore prodigal. And, uh, you know, it is it is what it is. I can't change it. I got deceived by the devil and almost lost my life over it. Um, but then had a massive transformation in November of 79. But I would go back to my hometown to visit. And all my friends were going, dude, you are different. What happened to you? You're not the party guy, you know? And I go, man, I had a, had a massive encounter with Jesus. So really that, although the song... Really portrays Jesus as if Jesus were alive, and well, back then that would have been what, you know, eighty five, eighty six, or whatever, a modern day Jesus thing. But really, it was inspired by me going back to my hometown, and people recognizing that something completely radical happened to me, and they saw it. It was undeniable.
2: Wow! So back in two thousand one, you released one of the best worship albums, Michael, uh, simply just titled Worship. And we've talked about this before several times on our, on our show with other musicians and artists and how you, that album and probably Sonic Flood's first album uh, pretty much launched the worship movement in the CCM world and, you know, set, set the tone and it was basically after that album you know a lot of other artists started releasing worship albums and so i know you you recently released uh like a reimagined version version of that album called worship forever and so could you uh i've heard your story before you you were telling it on uh tv but uh why you you had that desire and that that stirring in your spirit to make that worship album back in in oh one?
0: yeah Oh gosh, it's a long story. The short story is, is I just I did a worship I did a worship event at GMA in Nashville, and uh, a lot of people kind of felt like that the the CCM industry kind of lost its way. It was all who's number one, who's selling most records, and somebody came up to me. I've been a worship leader at my church nineteen years before I ever did a worship vertical record, so I think that's interesting. But whatever, Hmm. they said, why don't we start off with GMA with a worship night. And we'll do it at the Ryman, the famous Ryman Auditorium in Nashville. And I said, well, just give me some creative control because what I want to do is I want to invite every artist from the industry to come and be in the choir. Drop your ego at the door. Let's, we're all going to do this together. And that whole night was I felt like Jesus was coming back. It was that the presence of God was so thick and it was incredible. And then for the next three months, I get I kept waking up in the middle of the night and the voice of God telling me for such a time as this. And I kept, I actually wrestled with God over. It. I'm, going, I I'm not going to do it. I, I, what are people going to think? I'm jumping on the worship thing, and you know, it's it's a crazy story. I've written I've written about it twice in in some books that I've published lately. But I finally said yes, and so I did, went to Lakeland, Florida, in July of 2001. I took a bunch of artists with me, and we just I just picked out what I thought were the 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 what I thought were the best worship songs. I've only got one song on that record that I wrote. It's Agnew's Day. Everything yeah. else is Open the Eyes, Draw Me Close, Above All, Let It Rain, just to name a few. And then we—I remember—we all walked off stage and we went backstage and we just wept. We just cried and we thought, "Oh my gosh, what what just happened out there?" And fortunately and gratefully, it got captured on a CD. It got—we captured the spirit of what happened. Yeah. And then the big thing is the record was released on 9/11 mm-hmm. it came out on when we got attacked on 911 oh. that was the release day yeah. and so I think it became a healing record for our nation on some level yeah uh, but the crazy thing is this that record somehow for some reason it's God that's what it really is it found its way on every continent in the world mm. and everywhere I go, whether it's South Africa or South Korea or Denmark or Romania or Australia, you name it, everybody, I'm saying everybody, but it seems like everybody knows every song to that record. And, uh, yeah, I was just in Vietnam just last week. And here everybody's, we got 23,000 people singing above all in Agnus Dei in Vietnamese and English at the same time. Wow. It takes your breath away. It's just, it's unbelievable. So yeah, so just, it's a crazy story. So saying all that, I just, my wild ideas, I have crazy ideas. Some of them don't stick, but I I thought, why don't we go reimagine that record 20 years later? Uh, Let my girls, Anna and Emily, open up with scripture like they did at six and eight. Mm. And now they're 28 and 30. Now they're 26 (laughs) and 28, or maybe it was eight and 10. Now they're, 28 and 30, and then do that whole record, but do it with a full symphony orchestra and 16 singers. And that's what we did. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah I absolutely love the new the new reimagined version. And, and I believe you said in an interview that you didn't really want a whole lot of, you didn't want it to be about people. You wanted it to be about God, obviously, but that's why you didn't have a whole lot of special guests and stuff. You just had a few, you know, you only had like two or three. I believe you had Amy and Torrin and, and Matt, right. And, and, and Matt, you didn't yeah. really want a bunch of people on there. You just wanted it kind of, you know, speak for itself. So I just wanted
0: to keep it simple. We didn't introduce anybody. We didn't, we just kept it pretty vertical, just uh, the spirit of the night and everybody was good with it. I mean, I obviously wanted to have Matt because he wrote the heart of worship, which is still one of my favorite worship songs of all time. Absolutely. Um, and then, obviously, my relationship with Amy over the years, and yeah. then I would say Torn, He's kind of the new kid on the block, you know, and he's just got this amazing voice. But I love his heart, mm-hmm. and because because I kept thinking, wouldn't it be great to have somebody sing more love, more power? Which that song was a la- that song was not even on the was not on the song list in Lakeland, Florida. Mm. We finished. I think it was Agnew's day. We finished and like we were we we're done, and nobody would leave. And I'm going, oh! And you can hear me if you listen to that first worship album. You can hear me doodle on the piano because I'm going, oh gosh, what are we going to do? We need to do another song. I don't know what we're going to do. And you can hear me sort of trying to find my way. Yeah. Because in right in the middle of that moment, I kept I kept hearing it in my head more love, more power. Okay, we got to find a good key. We got to find a good key. And then I randomly went into more love, more power. Half the band had never played it in their life.
2: You would have never and, known that they didn't, you know. When they...
0: Well, it was a good moment. And then I just thought, oh, wouldn't that be great? And I had this wild idea on the Reimagine to, to do a step and a half down, which is a John Williams trick. It's a, bu- a beautiful mu- music trick that John Williams does. Yeah. And we modulate and just let Lar- let Tarin just absolutely take it to another level. And, you, and he does. And it was a great moment.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm I'm partial to worship again because you have this this part of part of the album. So we grew up in Louisville, and so the part where you come out and worship again, say "Hello, Louisville, talking. Okay. you made every young Christian boy that was listening to Christian music that was from Louisville feel really
0: cool. So thank you for that. Uh, it felt special, didn't you? I mean. Your- Say in your hometown. On,
1: on behalf of all Louisvillians that were listening to you <laughs> back then. I mean, come on. Uh, we Hello. feel awesome. So, yeah, thanks for that, too. Um. Well, also, so you had well, mentioned Jesus Revolution and how you guys redid the classic uh, They Will Know we We're Christians by Our Love. Uh, how'd that happen? Did, did you go to them? Did they approach you? Or how'd that come about?
0: Yeah. Well, I know the Irwin brothers, and I know a lot of people work over there. I know a lot of the cast in the movie, and I was – So excited about the movie. As I said earlier, that movie changed my life. And I was there. This is not even like, not even a month ago. This is how fast-tracked it was. My good friend, Brandon Gregory, who's a really good friend of Ryan, my oldest son, he's the president over there. And he he said, hey, here's the new trailer, Uh, Britt McCorkle, who scored the movie and and who actually co-directed the movie has this wild idea. I want to play it for you. And it, and it was, we are one in the spirit and I almost start crying and it was so powerful. And and I said, Brandon, I sang that song in youth group. I sang that song in my youth group. And then I said, I got a wild idea. What if I re-record that song, use Brent's production, which has kind of got this gladiator sort of epicness of it, you know? Um, and, Mm -hmm. And why don't I sing it? And you can just use it for marketing, you know? And then, everybody thought it was a great idea but and it's not only we got the lyric video to it now we also released it on apple and spotify and i'm so glad i did it and i still get chills because it it does it's a throwback to my childhood and and just how much that song impacted me and i think that i think as the world is turned upside down and you got this Jesus revolution, you got Asbury thing and all this, the, the, these moves of God that are happening all around the world. It's not just in America, but all around the world. Man, I can't think of a more perfect song than that song because, you know, we've been divided. We've been, we've said things that we shouldn't have said. We've been critical. And you know what? The world's going to know we're Christians by our love. Mm-hmm. That's the fact. And I can't think of a better time for that song to sort of be reimagined, but just sort of surface again, and just remind me, remind people of the simplicity of who we need to be right. to the world. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the, I, yeah, you're right. It's it's um it's a powerful song, and and for especially for this time that we're in. I mean, it, it's the way we love one another. I mean, they'll know we're Christians, but I love. I mean, that's what validates the gospel to the rest of the world. They see us yeah the way we're loving each other and they're like oh that's real that's truth that's yeah and i we love the song um Good. well michael we we um we like to do a segment where it's called favorite things with first time guests where we just kind of get to know a little bit about your favorite things uh, so we're going to name a category uh, and you'll just let us know what your favorite thing is in that category if you play along
0: i hope i'll be able to do it all right here we go
1: this is where things get divisive just so you know right we've had some throwdowns over people telling us what their favorite ice cream is so um, this is where the interview can kind of go off the rails okay we'll start with an easy one though Michael, what's your favorite
0: food my favorite food is probably Asian eclectic Asian kind of sushi but more just Vietnamese Asian food yes Mm
1: you were just in the right place for that then
0: I was man I had some dim sum and it was unbelievable mm.
1: hey, You, I saw you were in Hawaii too there's some pretty good uh sushi I mean I've been to Hawaii you were in Kona right with YWAM
0: yes I was and I had sushi almost every so day. I
1: was in YWAM for six years and okay. I know that they have some great sushi
0: spots over they got there great so. sushi and the fish is incredible because it's all it's all fresh yeah it yeah. is yeah
2: Michael what is your favorite movie
0: Raiders of the Lost Ark. Nice. Saw it twenty-eight times in the theater.
2: Wow! Oh wow! Are you excited? <laughs> Are you excited about the last one coming out in June?
0: I am holding my breath, and I just hope it's not what happened to the fourth film. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to me to me, Raiders is still the best one. I think the Last Crusade is great. Okay. Conter is great with Harrison Ford but the whole Raiders thing was just, I just thought was the greatest thing ever. So yeah. We'll, I didn't we'll understand see. the we're...
2: whole, yeah, I didn't understand the whole alien thing in the fourth one. So <laughs>
0: like, hello, we'll see what <laughs> the happens. Thrills. Yeah. We're, they, we're... The trailer looks amazing. It, it looks incredible, yeah. you know, but yeah. hopefully the story will hold up. All right.
1: Do you have a favorite show uh, that you enjoy binging?
0: you know what? It's probably The Chosen. Yeah. 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 And and Jonathan Rumi's a good friend of mine and I just love seeing him do so well. And yeah, so that's been, I don't binge on much of anything because I feel like it's a waste of time. But, I kind of feel like it's okay to binge on The Chosen.
1: There you go, binge <laughs> Jesus. That's the whole motto:
0: binge Jesus. I don't have any guilt on anybody for binging on other shows, but I do love <laughs> The Chosen, and I just finished season three. It's problem.
2: Yeah. Do you have a favorite artist of all
0: time? Uh, it probably would be John Williams. Although that wouldn't wouldn't be what normally people would say as an artist, you know, because I love the Beatles and I love Elton John, and you know, all that stuff. But I, it's just the melodies of John Williams have radically changed my life musically the way I write. And yeah. And if you don't know who John Williams is, he's composer of yes. Raiders and Many films. Jaws and Star yeah. Wars and Schindler's List. Mm-hmm. And the list goes on, on, non, on. on. Yeah.
1: I was going to say, if you don't know him, you know, yeah. his work,
0: <laughs> you know, his work. Yeah.
1: Uh, Do you have a dream duet?
0: I've always wanted to do a duet with Barbara Streisand. All right. Which I'm not sure it'll happen, but you just never know. (laughs) I just, I remember being a huge fan of Funny Girl and Funny Lady as a kid and just watching her act and sing. I just thought she was just incredible. She's just got a gift.
2: Yeah. Do you have a, this is where can get divisive, a favorite ice cream flavor?
0: Vanilla. Plain Jane, just good old vanilla. Vanilla bean. (laughs)
1: There you go. It can be so many things.
0: (laughs) It can be so many things. I love chocolate, and I don't like a lot of the eclectic flavors. I mean, they're okay. I can have strawberry. I can have this. I'm not a big coffee guy. It's either you know a mix of vanilla and chocolate, but if I had to pick one, it would be vanilla bean. There you go.
1: So I'm real curious to know this next one because you're kind of the piano guy. Uh, Do you have a favorite piano? That you've played or that you want to play.
0: Well, my favorite piano to play, if it's if it's if it's done right, is a Steinway, a nine foot Steinway, which I just played on one of those for an Easter special that's coming out on Easter. Which I can't wait for you to see that full symphony orchestra, singers, nine foot Steinway, amazing. In the studio, uh, Yamaha because they record better in studio, and you'll find that every almost every studio in Nashville, most of them don't have Steinways; they have Yamahas because they. They just record well. Do
2: you have a favorite podcast?
0: Your podcast is this podcast oh, right here, Amazing, Michael. There you it get is. An a <laughs> First
2: try. You've been doing this for a
1: while, Michael. <laughs> <laughs>
2: First try. You got it. What's the name of this podcast that you're on?
1: <laughs> you can just read it on your screen. It's okay. Yeah, it's right it's up top there.
0: there. It's the. Uh, is it the Christian Music Guys podcast? Is that it? There you go. You nailed it. You nailed I love <laughs> it. <right>. Awesome. <laughs>
1: Wow, we're so flattered. It's always good to talk to our fans. <laughs> Come on. Um, do you have a favorite Bible verse?
0: My favorite Bible verse is probably unlike any other. It's from Psalm one thirty nine, and it's mm-hmm. towards the end. I forgot which verse it is. It was that chapter one? I, I, I still have memorized that whole chapter. But there's a scripture in there that says, "How precious are your thoughts about me, O God." how vast is the sum of them. And if I were to count them, they would outnumber the grains of the sand.
2: Yeah. You actually quoted that recited. well, you said that on your DVD, your worship DVD. Uh, I did. Yeah. And that yeah. was incredible. Yeah. So Michael still got it. Yeah. What, what is next for you and how can our listeners keep up with you?
0: Well, I'm on the world tour. Uh, you know, the, the big things that come up. I'm, I'm in Ro- uh, Poland, Romania, and Budapest, and Netherlands, and in the tour in Rome. We're in Europe for two weeks in, in April, South Africa, in June, back to Italy in August, Rome again in the fall. Uh, I've, got, I've got a movie coming out, which I'm excited about. It's not my movie, but it's the, it's the um, pilgrimage. It's called The Journey, it's Andrea Bocelli. It's in theaters nice. in April 2, 3, 4, and 6. So I'm a, a part of that special with Andre. It was unbelievable. Uh, and then I've been working all this week since getting back from Vietnam on this Easter special that I did with Franklin Graham, where Franklin's preaching the gospel from in front of the Coliseum in Rome. And then nice. I'm at this brand new facility called the Fisher Center at Belmont University, which this it's a brand new hall and it looks like it was built. looks like it's right out of Europe. And that's where we had the symphony orchestra and 15 singers. If I'm not mistaken. And it's, it's stunning. I mean, I just pinching myself watching it and listening to it. So that's sort of been on my radar to try to get that finished this week. So those are the big things, but appreciate your prayers as we travel and, you know, just the angels all around as we hop around to these different countries and, and sing and share the gospel and lead people in worship. I'm pretty excited about it.
1: You awesome. mentioned, well, Michael, to wrap up, we'd like to see if you'd be willing to share something that God's been doing in your right, your life recently, uh, that would help build up and encourage our listeners faith.
0: You know what? I think the big thing is, I mean, I got so you could talk. I, we all could probably talk for an hour about what God is doing and what he's showing us. Um, Uh, I feel like the big thing that just continues to be a consistent is the father is just saying, I want you to rest and I want you to be, just be quiet. It's that whole thing. Be still, know that I'm God. And I feel like that I get probably the most fulfilled and I get vision and I get insight when I'm quiet. In my quiet place is my farm. I've got a couple hundred acres and I just love to go out there and and I think because of the the day and time that we're living in I'm sure people have struggled this with this since the beginning of time but we live I would let me just say us living in America we just have so many things bombarding us. We have news we have this we have events and we just run at a very very fast pace and I just think that we're not getting all that God wants us to have because we're moving too fast and I think that's the big one for me and I find that when I'm still I get a lot of downloads and I, and I also find that I write some of my best music after being still and unplug from media or unplug from the news and I just turn everything off I think that's key for every believer uh, if you want to thrive and be who God really wants you to be I think you got to slow down and be still
2: that's good, amen. Michael, thank you so much for uh, chatting with us this afternoon. And um,
0: you're welcome. Thank you, Barb
2: Barbara. If you are out there, uh, Michael is ready for you to sing friends with him. So email <laughs> email us, email yeah. Michael, and we'll get it. We'll get it going.
0: Come on, Barbara, let's do it. Let's make some history.
2: <laughs> Thanks for listening, and thank you so much, Michael W. Smith, for chatting with us. Be sure and subscribe to our podcast wherever you may listen. If you're listening on Apple, please rate and review our podcast. Much appreciated. Follow us on all social media platforms at Christian Music Guys. We are a listener-supported podcast, and you become part of our team financially at ChristianMusicGuys.com. We're so grateful for all of our supporters. While you're there, check out our latest blogs. You can always find all of our past episodes wherever you may listen so that you will never miss an episode. Thanks so much. See you next time.